Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. You know, one thing's true on this show. We're all about keeping it real AF here. So let me ask you a question. Are your finances feeling like a roadblock to your big dreams? Journey to Financial Freedom, JFF, is here for you. They specialize in helping business owners get their finances in order. Their mission? To help you gain clarity and confidence around your cash flow so you can focus on growing your empire and start living the life of your wildest dreams. JFF is not your average financial coach. They mix smart, tactical strategies with a deep understanding of the emotional side of money. They know that it's often our underlying beliefs and habits that hold us back financially. With JFF, you're not just sorting out your finances, you're transforming your mindset to one of success and abundance. So how are you feeling about your money lately? Let's level up together, babe. Book your free strategy call with JFF using the link in the show notes and turn those financial desires into a vibrant reality. Welcome back to the show. I'm excited to have you here with me today. I have an amazing guest and we dropped in. We talked all about energetics of breathwork around how money can keep you stuck, how the thoughts around money and how you view money, how you call in, how you block money, all of the things. Alessandra Caprice was an amazing woman. I got the opportunity to meet and receive breathwork from at an in-person event back just a couple months ago. And we finally got down to business, recorded a podcast episode. She is an energetic business mastery coach who has founded a unique combination of business strategy and breathwork in her money breathwork method. She is a former private practice psychiatrist who, after three years as an online business strategist for mentors, coaches, changemakers, and healers, realized there was something missing from the business growth and development sector. She believes that in order to advance in business and to actually sustain big money months, own their bigness, and make more money, women need to heal their limiting beliefs, money traumas, and take off their what she calls armor of smallness. We really dove into that. While simultaneously expanding into what was possible, she has paved the way for the use of breathwork as a business expansion tool, being one of the first to do so focusing on money, visibility, and marketing. When using her methods, her clients experience exponential results. We had such a deep conversation around what money breathwork means for her and how taking off our armors of smallness allows us to be big. When I was in that session with her, I really did feel the expansion. I felt as if my body was bigger than the room. I felt that I could take on anything and that not only did I finally feel like I was deserving of it all, I finally dropped the shame or guilt that was kind of coming up for me around taking up too much space. You're not going to be disappointed by this episode. Her energy is so fire, so attracted. Guys, go follow her on social media and tune in to the Money Breathwork dot com website for more resources and ways that you can work with her. Y'all know I love bringing you people that will help you move the needle in your life and your business. Breathwork is a tool you know that I not only facilitate, but that I do. I often speak about how much it's changed my life. So can't wait for you to hear this episode. Without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome back to Unscripted, the podcast. I'm so excited for today's guest because we are talking about something that is becoming more and more of an everyday verbiage, right? Breathwork. We hear about it. We've learned about it. It, It's like podcasts, right? Podcasts, we all know what they are now. We all know what breathwork is, but have you tried it yet? That's my question for you guys. I have today's guest on who's going to enlighten us to how breathwork has changed her business, her life, and her clients' lives because I know personally for me, it's shifted a lot 
And we'll dive into that in this episode. But today's guest was somebody I got to actually meet in person for the first time just a couple of months ago in San Diego at Rebecca Cafiero's event. And I immediately was changed and we I was able to be a witness and a participant to her magic. And I'm just so stoked to have her on the show today. So, you know, without further ado, Alessandra, welcome Thank to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm just, I love that we got to meet before we even like chatted. It was just amazing. I'm now we get to be here and now we get to jam. I'm thank you for having me. Of course. And all all the all the woo-ness aside, breathwork is a modality that changes people's lives. Like first and foremost, it's one of those things that seems so kind of out there, but also it's just so simple. We think what is breathing, right? What is breathwork? Why now is it becoming so mainstream and so popular? What are your thoughts behind why it's kind of taken off the way it's taken off in the last couple of years? Honestly, I think because we've been craving it. Like really, like I just was having this conversation with another woman the other day about the depth that we're craving, right? As humans, as business owners, as women, like we're really craving this, this, this push again, not necessarily push against, but away from surface level, right? And I feel like up until now, I mean, I'm a therapist as a background. I have my master's in social work. I was a therapist for a few years before I went into life coaching. And I was trained in all the thought models. And I love thought work. I think our brains are incredible. But honestly, looking back on that, I'm like, that was surface level, right? Like just working in the brain is just surface level. And I feel like there's becoming this shift away from that being the end all be all and moving into our bodies because we're learning so much about our bodies. I'm like, wait a second, all this stuff is actually in our bodies. All these, you know, my, my, the reason why I got brought to money breathwork or why I founded money breathwork was because I had done all the money mindset work for years. I knew all my money blocks. I knew it. And yet I was still feeling this crazy roller coaster until I realized, oh, wait a second, this is in my body. This isn't in my mind. And our minds are informed from our bodies, right? So our thoughts are important, but they're informed from our bodies. And so I feel like we're craving this depth. And honestly, too, not only the depth and the healing, the transform transformation that comes from it, but what I'm seeing as well in groups, because I do a lot of group facilitation work, is that we're craving this depth of connection with others who are in the deep work, too. You know what I'm saying? Yes, 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 yes. I do know what you're saying. I feel that to my core. That is, the, and what's cool about that is we all, we we have access to it now, whether it's virtual or it's in person, whether you're doing group sessions live, like I said, in person or, or virtually. And I got to experience you facilitating that in a pretty yes. big group setting at that live event. And typically for me, I, I can't drop in when I'm like around that many people. I get easily distracted. But breathwork is why I can now meditate is what I feel like. Yes. like it's a moving meditation that has helped me really be able to get into a meditative state. There are so many different ways and labels of which we can kind of define what meditation is. But for me, that was like the thing that made the most sense when I went through facilitator training with my coaches a few years ago was I actually found a practice that made me feel like I was good at meditating. I'm pretty competitive and I feel like I'm someone who, you know, can push through the discomfort of what kind of comes up for you with the early parts of breath work. If you're new to it, you know, I, I say give it a try a couple of times before you really judge it for what it is, because on any given day, we're a different person. On any given day, you're going to experience things differently. I always use hair analogies, right? 
you might have the same haircut for several weeks, but if you blow dry it on any given day, it's going to come out differently, right? You have curly hair. I know it's like every curly every hair day, day is different. different. I don't know how this got every like day, this. <laughs> right? So breath work, breath work is 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 to be expected the same, right? Same with when you're doing talk therapy, like different things are going to come up as you're as you're pushing through and and experiencing breath work. But what's cool is that in that room. I was able to Yay. drop it and I had one of, one of the biggest breakthroughs because of the way that you were leading that session. Do you remember specifically the one session that you gave in that room about holding yes. our bigness? Yes. yes. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> because it was specific to yeah. that room and us women in that room after those couple of days, like we were primed and ready and we were ready to own that piece. And so do you want to share a little bit about that session? Because I think it was really important. It's something I've actually adopted pieces of in my yeah. work. Yeah. Well, bigness is one of the biggest topics that I have seen over the years of being a coach and a mentor, right? Of the blah, I call them the armors of smallness, like the armors that keep us small. Those are imposter syndrome, fear of failure, fear of success, not enoughness. I mean, there's so many shame, anger, guilt, grief. What else do we have? Procrastination, overwhelm, confusion. Those are kind of my distractor ones, I call them. But we have these armors and what I was seeing and I see so often is especially, I mean, I don't work with men. So especially with the women that I see and that I've been seeing over the years is that there are these armors that block you from being big, like literally like weigh you down. And so right. my big piece of my breath work is to do the healing work. So that armors of smallness type work of healing, letting go of those limiting beliefs, those literally the weights, the burdens, the the memories, traumas um, that are keeping you small, that's really important to me, right? A lot of breath work is focused on healing. I, mine is not any different, right? In that sense. Now, what makes mine different as well, and especially the way that I structure my sessions, which is what you got to experience, is that we start with that healing. We start with, you know, beginning to see who you get to be. Now, what's, what's, you know, the armors that you want to take them off. Literally, you can take them off. I remember when I first discovered this armors of smallness, I literally had my client like start taking off their armors. It was really cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, this needs to be a thing. And that's where they came from. But then you move into the expansion. And that's why I feel like what I do is, is really different because I take that really intentional move from the healing that work, which so many people get stuck in. Like I remember throughout my seven years of entrepreneurship, how many times I was like, I just want to heal for the next month. I don't want to do anything else. I just want to heal. And we can get stuck in that because we've got a lot to heal. We've got a lot of armors to take off, right? But the reason why I put the healing and the expansion together is because we can be healing and we can be expanding at the same time. And so as we take mm -hmm. off our armors, we can get big. And we can begin to claim our space. We can begin to take up more space, create our own stages, pitch ourselves to other things, right? Like begin to taking up. I always say like in, in, in terms of being big, it doesn't necessarily mean doing more. Like I'm not over here being like, oh, wait, post, you know, 10 times more than you already are. No, it's literally an energetic taking up more space. And so that's one of my favorite. That flow obviously was tailored to that event, but the being big concept is really just one of my favorite ones to do myself as well as to to guide others through because the moment you start to feel that bigness you're going to want to take action you're going to want to do the things that maybe scared you before 
but your breathwork self, I call it your higher higher self to-do list that comes through in breathwork where your brain's like, wait a second, what did you say we were going to do? You know, and your breathwork self is like, okay, no, we're totally going to do this. Um, that's when you like when you can access that part of you, you start to take those actions that are in alignment with that the bigness that you really actually want to feel. Mm, so good. Yeah. No, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten on coaching calls with some of my clients who are actively participating in either they've gone through some training or or our classes with breath work and they're able to self-facilitate and they come through with, you know, messages of like, well, in breath work today, I decided I'm selling yes. my house and we're buying a camper van. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, like some of their teachers are like, just go breathe on it. And I'm like, do we trust everything that comes through during breath work? Like who's in there like releasing all of these crazy wild thoughts? Because sometimes for me, none of that comes through. Sometimes for me, it all comes through. And I know in different seasons, like our body gives us what we need or in different seasons, it doesn't. And we have to sit there with no answers for the time being that kind of in between place where we feel like we need permission. And if we can't give it to ourselves, literally, sometimes physically through breath work, we can release the need to know how it's going to come out. And for me, that's one of the biggest things I've been able to use it for regulating my nervous system so that I don't have to always figure out the yeah. answers, right? The answers will come. We know that usually they come in some right. form or fashion, but I'm kind of just playing with this concept of the permission to just be in that in-between space yeah. of knowing, not knowing the possibility or none thereof. And, and it just seems to be a conversation where so many more people are open to the idea of owning more of themselves and taking up more space. And so just to give you credit, like after that session and after that experience that weekend, I went home and I'm like, okay, because that came through for me again for like the fourth or fifth time to start to own the fact that I would like to facilitate this powerful modality to more people. But for me, like I get really excited about things and I literally think to myself, are you just excited about this? Like maybe you should just participate in it more. You don't have to own that piece of being the facilitator with it. And I've noticed a lot of people get so obsessed with breath work once they discover that they then too want to facilitate it. So I'll share my backstory because I feel like it's really important because some people see, you know, they see someone's after and wonder like, what was it about this experience or what was it about this transformation that made you say, I'm going all in, this is going to be my business. This is going to be the tool that I use to like help people move the needle. I didn't realize the very first time I tried breath work, it was in a big group setting like that, but we weren't like invited to get on the floor if it was more comfortable. I had no idea what we were doing. And we just got going with it. And it was really uncomfortable. And people were very vocal around me. And it was a little intimidating and very not well thought out, not like how we did it. And I remember thinking, this is unsafe. This doesn't feel good. I don't like this. And I stayed away from it for a really long time until I was watching someone on social media share about their breakthrough. She was luckily vulnerable enough to share her one-on-one -on -one sessions with her teachers or facilitators. So I reached out and I personally, I was asked, like, what are you going for? What, what's the goal of this? Like, I don't understand. Like, what are you doing? And she was able to kind of articulate, like, I just have a lot of shit that's like pent up, some traumas, some like things that I haven't been able to work through with talk therapy. She does all the things, yoga, eats healthy. And she's like, I just knew I had some blocks. And I was like, well, I mean, I'd be naive to think I didn't have some shit that's like buried beneath the surface. And so my very first session, I released a ton of anger around like a current situation I was in that I didn't even realize I was so angry about. And so that's kind of just I want to share that because it's one of the powerful ways that sometimes we in our heads, like you just said, don't even know what we need. We know we need help in something, but we're like either too stuck in our pride or our ego to ask for the help or to try to figure it out. We'd rather either. And I don't say this with like any labels, like just 
brush stuff under the rug and keep going because that's how we've always just operated. But when you're able to release some of that armor like she's talking about and really like unpack why you're showing up the way you are or not, you know, I've done a ton of money mindset things too. And really for me, it was actually owning my power, owning, taking up that space that I knew was going to get me to the next level. It wasn't so much so about like not being ready to come into the abundance piece of making more money, but it was really just like, if I don't show up bigger, if I don't take up more space, if I don't allow myself to have higher energetic like frequencies, no one's going to find me. And I'm never going to be able to talk enough about what I have to offer, let alone be, be in the energy of inviting people into my space. And so I know that's to be true for a lot of people that listen to this podcast. This is a, you know, entrepreneur based group of women that listen to the show, whether they're in the beauty industry or they're early stage and they're pivoting from one thing to the other. Often we find ourselves in this like permission to want more for our life space where we're like, well, but what I've got going on is pretty good. I should be so grateful for this. And that was also another piece that I was able to unlock for myself through the power of breath work was to know that like what was on my heart to call in and achieve and and have was meant for me because I had it and it wasn't for anybody else to understand or for me to try to like articulate to anybody else. And once I stopped trying, I think that was part of my armor, like she's saying, once I stopped trying to explain myself to death, I went to work like showing and doing the active active things to get me to show up bigger, which are getting into session like breath work. And it, for me, there's always this like excitement about it. And then there's like massive, it's like getting in the ice bath. I'm like, oh, can't wait to see how I feel afterwards. Like, sure as fuck don't want to do it you know oh it's so good but also so like nothing comes without there's always a price to pay and so I feel like you pay the price whether you do it or you don't do it and I know that with your money breath work you really help people unlock the next level for them because it is a business expansion tool like you talk about and so talk to us about how some of the clients that you work with come into your world kind of where they're at and then what happens once they unlock this piece of breath work yes so I have a whole range of clients. So I have clients who come in without their idea and that's what they're there for. And I have clients who are multi six figures, almost seven figures, and they are coming in for that like easy expansion, right? Like they've gotten to this point where they've kind of hustled their butt off to get there and now they want to allow more without doing more. So I've got two sides of the spectrum and then a lot of those in the middle who've got these foundations to business, like they've made some money, they got some momentum, and but they're kind of hitting a, a ceiling, right? Whether or not that's a money ceiling, whether or not that's an energetic ceiling, or they're, they're kind of confused about where to go next or what programs to do, or they're trying to do too much, right? So I just tend to attract those people that kind of know the strategies, like they know what they need to do in business. They know how to get visible. They know how, to, but there's, it's not quite clicking the way and as fast as they want. Right. And so they come in. And so, like I said, like, it's not a business strategy program. Like I'm not like strategizing with them. Like I have that background. And so people do ask me those questions in my programs, but it's not like what we focus on. We don't focus on the strategy piece. I actually really, what I, two things that I say, one thing, the strategy will come through in the breath work and just follow that. And two, if you do have strategies that you're following or coaches that are the strategists and, and you know, programs that you're in, breath work helps you access the strategy. It actually helps you do the things like we were saying, right? It helps you take the actions that maybe you're not doing or you're 
kind of halfing a little bit, right? Because that was me. Like me, I was kind of like really good at like halfing it. <laughs> I was really good because I've always like I'm a, I was a college athlete and I was an All-American national champion. Like I did it. I pushed hard, but I was like never the one that was like in the building, you know, latest or I was never that one, right? Like I was pretty good at being good, but like not all of me, right? And so I noticed yeah. I noticed yeah. that in in business and I and I saw that as like, well, you know, that's what's causing kind of my plateaus and my ceilings personally. So what I see that I see that a lot of people doing the things, like if you're if you're out there doing the things and taking the actions and you're seeing some results and some, you know, here and there, breathwork is going to help you amplify that, right? It's going to help you get out of your own way, not necessarily once again, doing more, but taking up more space and being more big. So what I see is, I honestly, I see two things. I see clients coming in, doing breathwork, not do necessarily doing anything differently and receiving more money, right? I see that all the time. It's just, they allow they're a lot like we we heal that like receiver wound they allow themselves to receive more they take off their armors they actually want to be seen there's difference between putting out a post out there and being like oh i hope no one sees this versus like this is gonna land for somebody right you could write the same post with those two different energies not wanting to be seen and totally wanting to be seen and you're gonna be received that way and so like i said when people come in and do breath work there's so much healing so much expansion that happens at the same time so I see people come in, literally change. I mean, these are people that are actually showing up in their business. They're consistent. Like I'm not here claiming like don't show up and you'll get paid. Or, these are people that are actually taking the actions and consistent and show up in their business. And right. So they don't change anything, but they do this piece behind the scenes and they make more money. The other type of people that I see with the results is people that come in and they receive, like we were talking, those action steps, those next, I, you know, you either you see that first step of the path or you see the whole path, right? But you begin to get that clarity on your next step. A big part of money breathwork is action. And I end almost, I won't say every session, but I end almost every session with like, what are you going to do next? With this space, where you, how you feel right now, because I want to ask that version of you. I don't want to ask the version of you who was there before breathwork because she didn't just experience all these things. She doesn't feel the ease. Like when the biggest thing that I feel like when I get into breathwork, I'm like, everything is easy. Oh, of course that would be easy. And that's easy. And that's easy. I want to ask her what she wants to do. Not the one who's like all up in her head and like, right. So I end all my sessions, if not, you know, most, the, the high majority of my sessions with what are you going to do next? Right. And so that, that, group of clients that come in, they do start to change what they do because they might have been following the shoulds or, you know, they, they bought a program and it told them they had to do this, 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 and they're just doing it, doing it, doing it, but they don't, it's not really what their soul wants to do, right? It's what they've been told to do. And so when we're in breath work, you know, you were, you were saying like, is it really actually like what we want? I believe so. Yes. Right. Like that person who wants to sell their house and move to Italy. Like, yeah, you just didn't want to admit that before. Right. And maybe because it was scary or because you were worried about what others would think or you you were worried about it even being possible for you. But your breathwork self is like everything is possible. 
Like, of course we can do it. Of course we can do it. Like I, her, her mentality in there is of course, and it's easy. <laughs> I like, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I've noticed that to be true because I, and I think that's why so many people are drawn to learning more about it by going through breathwork training certifications, whether or not they ever want to facilitate it or not, because you know, after you do something difficult, like getting through a breathwork session, releasing old stuck stagnant energy, whatever that might look like, I'm always like either a little bit cold or sweaty after my sessions because my body is literally like moving so much energy in or out. It, it's 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 wild. And I've 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 had a lot of I call them come to Jesus moments where one time me and Jesus yeah, did hang out for a little bit. Like I was like, oh, no one's going to believe oh, that. I do. Yeah, no, right. Of course, I'm talking to the right <laughs> person. But anybody listening to you is like, wow, woo, women, like, what the hell? Because my boyfriend was one of them. And I've talked about him a ton on on the podcast. So people are starting to understand, like, the other side of me. But we just celebrated three years. And for the first time, I got him to go to a in-person oh breath work. I love it. Um, it was great. I got a lot of really good feedback. I don't know that he listens to these podcast episodes, but or that he'd care that I was sharing, but he didn't have the best experience. And it was kind of similar to mine, where when I was in that big group, they definitely did their best to hold space for like the brand new people versus the people that have been doing it forever. But but I think, you know, when you're already someone who's doing something new that's slightly uncomfortable, you're going to have that anxiety. And if you already run it that way, that to me, I was like, yeah, that's why you're here. Like, that's why you need to be here so that you can learn to regulate yeah. that. You know, maybe not in this specific breath pattern, but that this is why breathwork works in all its forms is to be able to tap in to regulate your nervous system. And when you do it often enough, it, it stays in a regulate, more regulated state so that you don't have to drop into, say, the three part breath in order to get yourself back to zero. Right. So that's what I've noticed is sometimes I think to myself, you should be doing breathwork more like you're not doing this right because you're not doing it enough. And I'm like, I think my sessions have been so powerful when I do do them that I don't need to do it every single day. Some people do. Some people do. Just like not everybody has to work out every day to stay fit. Some people do. Some people got to work out twice a day. So again, like this is one of those things to be discerning about. It's just another tool. And that's what this podcast is for is to, you know, keep filling your tool bag with things that might help you move the needle in your life or your business, help you break through to something that you've been wanting to achieve or to like kind of own and call in. And that's why, you know, having her on the show today to talk about owning your big bigness and taking off the armor that keeps us small. I know that so many people listening could be playing yes, at such a bigger yes. level. And like she said, it, it, that does not mean posting yeah. 10 times a day. That's not what we're talking yeah. about. And, you know, again, that strategy on how you're supposed to take action often does come through in breath work, does come through in a great workout. Think of when you've ran before or when you've done yoga or when you've worked out to like a certain level that's breath work in its own weird form and fashion and that's when those releases come like I remember when I first started working out and I would go for these little my my version of a run was like a jog walk once I would hit a good stride and actually like get my breath down I would have these like breakthroughs of where sometimes I would be overwhelmed with emotion or I would feel like I want to cry and I was like, oh my gosh. And then once I got into the act of like knowing what breath work was, what was happening to the like parasympathetic sympathetic like part of my all body and my brain and all that and I was like wow okay this makes so much more sense it's actually like healthy yeah. and there's nothing wrong with me I was like oh, wow you can actually use this to your advantage to learn more about ways to like release things and that's why I think they call it a runner's high yeah. and why people get into like 
workout states where they want they know that if they don't go, they're not going to feel good. It's like releasing all of this different stuff and chemicals in your body. But I know you know more about the science behind that. And we've had a few podcasts where my friends Corey and Jess yeah. have come on and Corey was a naturopathic. He's really broken yes, down like good. the science behind that. So if you guys want to learn more specifics on that, you can look up those episodes on this podcast. But how did you decide? Because there was a time where you were probably in the middle of needing permission to let go of the life you had built for yourself as far as like being a therapist and really like owning that piece of validation, credibility, and then letting that go in order to be able to serve people at a different higher possibly level and do it your own way. How did you get the courage to to kind of shift and move into your own space? Yeah, well, I had built really fast a private practice like within a couple months which was really, I, I joined a, wow. I joined a group practice almost right after grad school. And I had grown this practice. I want to say like 25 or 30 clients when like the average clients that it was in the group practice was like, maybe like four, like it was pretty low. And so I like grew it because I owned my bigness. I was like, hi everyone. I've arrived and I am here and I can help you. That's a story for another day. But so I'd grown this amazing practice and, and it was a really cool practice because it was I had a four-year-old and a 16-year-old and a 70-year-old, you know, like I had like no hour was the same and it was so much fun, but I wanted, I wanted to have kids. This was before I had kids. Now I have four. So (laughs) a lot of kids and I wanted freedom and I had built a nine to five for myself. Like I was there from sometimes one o'clock because that's one of my sessions. I didn't go in early in the morning, one o'clock to like nine o'clock, multiple days a week. And like I said, it was it was great. Like I I loved my clients, but that just wasn't the life I wanted. And so my husband and I, I came home one night and I was so tired. It was one of those one o'clock to nine o'clock days. And he was like, you know, what would you do if you could do anything? Uh, and I can remember this moment. I can feel this moment. We had just been married for a year at that time. We were planning a trip to Iceland and I had this whole like the map of Iceland out. And I was like mapping our whole trip. And it was so much fun. I was in my, my wheelhouse and I was like, I would travel the world. And, and it was, I said it so fast. He was like, I don't even think he finished his sentence of like, what would you do if you could do anything? I was like, travel. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. And so we started putting into motion what that would look like, right? Like, you know, we're, I'm a leaper before I have the parachute. <laughs> That's just the way I am. I've taken so many big leaps. And so my nervous system is actually pretty calibrated to like, all right, here we go. We're going to be okay. And so I just started putting into, into motion. I didn't, wasn't even, I didn't even know really about the online space at that time. And I actually like got into it through like, you know, like network marketing. I just, I never was big in network marketing, but I like thought I wanted to be. And so I got into the world and started to see this online space. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can be a life coach. Like I'm legit qualified for this, right? And so so I, I moved into life coaching after we had our first kid. We had traveled for a while before that. Then we settled a little bit. Always had this idea of a travel. We actually traveled for full time a couple years ago. And we're going to be incorporating that a lot more as our kids get older too. So I started life coaching and then I moved into business coaching. And so I, but like we've talked about before, this is how I ended up getting into breath work and how now I can see how that those, all those pieces just, it worked so perfectly because 
I always felt like something was missing. When I was a business coach and I was a business strategist, I was really good at it. It was, you know, if you know the 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 big leap and you know, our zones, right? There was a zone of excellence. Like that was one of my zones of excellence. I was good. I love strategy. I could jam out on strategy all day. I've always got good ideas. It's awesome. But I was like, what is this? Right? Like I am just like not feeling it. And so I started started getting the message breathwork will heal you. And this is kind of what along the lines of what you were saying, like, well, I must have some things in there. I don't know. I was like, heal me from what? Like things are fine. Right. But I kept getting that message. And so I I did a breathwork session and was like, this is the thing that's missing. It was like rocked my world. It was incredible. And so I was like, I have to facilitate this. And that's when I actually got the idea for money breathwork. I was like, I have to do this with money because I need it for money because I was I was six figures and then I would kind of fall a little bit and then I was six figures. I had a ceiling. My ceiling was six figures. And so that's when I started to do it. I used my certification really as an embodiment. Like I think it is so important to go into a certification with that embodiment goal, right? Versus just, I'm going to yeah, put this in there, right? So yeah, so that was kind of like everything coming into one place, which is why I believe this is now my zone of zone of genius is like therapist hat is in there at all times, right? You know, business strategist, it's always infused into all of my breath works because I know that part and it's really important to growing a business. And so you need this like depth and this, the strategy and the business and of course the money. And so I feel like all those leaps that I've taken, like, you know, us leaving and traveling full time and then us leaving that, that, you know, comfy, cozy, full private practice, like there, I believe it was always leading me here to this point where I would never like people are like, oh, would you go back to being a therapist again? I'm like, no, like no way. Not because I don't like it, but it's because one, I have the freedom to go anywhere in the entire world. And two, I feel like what I do at this point, because of who I am and what I combine in, like, I believe that I can go even deeper and I can do even more good with what I've created. I think that yeah. answered your question. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And I, 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 I know so many people are listening that are still in the beauty entrepreneur space who are in that in-between space of leaving what is good, knowing that there's a ceiling on them, knowing that they have played a little bit smaller than they know they could be showing up in a different energy, but because it's good enough or because it feels secure or because they worked really hard to get there. You know, when you build an in-person business with like in a brick and mortar with day-to-day clients, <clears throat> especially in industries where it's kind of like either hard to do like in, in the therapy world or that it's oversaturated too within the hair industry where we feel like it's really tough to build a name for ourselves. Yes, we have social media, all the, but once you build that, it's hard to let it go. And I was one of those people who for the longest time felt a a whole lot of pressure to keep my clients happy and to keep the people in my world happy to to appreciate what I did have. And so, you know, it was through the power of different breathwork um, sessions that I was able to release the need to keep everybody else happy besides myself. And to know that I didn't have to be completely miserable before I decided to try to make a pivot or make a change or make a move. So, so many like preconditioned you know, stories that I had adopted from, you know, parents, things that came before I was even born, like whatever was generationally passed on to me to just like be grateful. I realized we can grateful ourselves into a hole 
you know, if we don't pay attention to like where that's really coming from, that 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 validation seeking, that permission that we think we need, that worthiness piece of like, who am I to step into a different arena? You know, and then you looked back you're like, I've been prepping for this for years. Like I am qualified. Same for me. It took me a few more years to realize that, you know, podcasting, facilitating information, being a good host, like being a facilitator of, you know, transformational conversations was like something I had been spending hours upon hours upon hours working on by having different conversations with just like you, different people in my chair every hour on the hour for, you know, upwards of 40 or 50 hours a week at times when I first started. I was like you in the industry in the the beginning of my hair career. Within six months, I had a six-figure book of business because of who I was surrounded by and my hustle. You know, we didn't have social media. So it was like guerrilla marketing at its finest. And I didn't have clients. If I didn't have clients, I wasn't getting paid. And I was like, well, go out and get the clients. And I think that served me well in the online space too, because I'm not afraid to show up as myself, but we always have another version that we can unlock a different level of showing up. And that's what we see, right? In all of these other people online where we're like, oh, it looks so easy for them. Oh, it must be nice that they just, you know, I'm like, nobody wakes up with, you know, 70,000 followers or 3 million downloads on podcast. It just doesn't happen. I had a woman on this morning who we were talking about that and how she ended up getting where she was at. And she was like, it was because of a shit ton of hard work in my early 20s and, you know, working those 50, 60 hour weeks. But I think it's once you realize that the life maybe that you built isn't right. serving you anymore, right? You wanted exactly. to travel. I realized I didn't want to be stuck to a yep. brick and mortar. So same kind of like pain point to get me to stop half-assing yeah. things and just getting by like you talked about. And it was even that in-between piece where the breathwork gave me permission to let go of what once served me and what, what once felt like the biggest massive goal I could have ever had was to make multiple six figures in the industry of which I was told wasn't even a real career. But when I look back over the proof that I had, I was like, you accomplished all that because you went yeah. all in. We think and we see, I know you probably experienced this too with clients where they want like massive results, but they're not willing to put all of their effort into it. And it's like, well, I'll just give it a couple hours or this will be my side hustle until I figure it out or, or, or. And I'm like, the only way you can fully like take something to the level you want to is if you go all in. And, you know, you guys have to experience breath work with Alessandra because it is so good. And I feel like it's, it's not one of those things that you are like, oh, I have one hairdresser. I can't go to all these different hairdressers. It's very different. It's like trying different yoga studios, right? You're going to get something out of every like experience. And so I really encourage anybody listening, if breathwork is still kind of new for you, or maybe you've been going to the same person over and over, try some new people, like get a little bit of different flavor, you know, and and see like maybe there's something missing. Maybe someone says something that you've already heard 50 times, but you needed to hear it from that yeah. new person in a different way. And that energy, like just stay open to the possibility of being able to release even more of that armor that she talked about, like that smallness and see what's possible. That's what gets me excited every day is like, listen, I have no idea. I've never been where I know I want to go. So I'm down to try all the things to help me open up the channels to get there. And you're one of those powerful facilitators that your energy is just so electric. It's so, you know, engaging. And um, I just, I love following you. And I'm so grateful that I got to experience you in real time. So if you guys are struggling with anything that you feel she could help you unlock, just reach out, shoot her a DM and, you know, get into people's world. I know it's weird. I know you might not know the questions to ask, but just show up as a beginner, show up as someone like, I don't know. I have no idea where to start, right? Like you wouldn't go into a workout class and and pretend like you know what to do. You'd be like, hey, I need some help. So breathwork is no different. And 
just to finish up the story about the boyfriend, I, you know, like, I'm like, you're a grown ass motherfucker. Ask more questions. If you didn't feel comfortable, like you should have spoke up. So I feel like we all get what we put into something. And if you really don't want to try something, don't skip next. But if you do, you know, try it a couple of times because it's going to be difficult the first few times. But I guarantee once it clicks, like it's one of those things. Like for me, it was like snowboarding. The first couple of times was difficult. Some people get it right away. I've seen people go into breathwork sessions. They've never done it before. and They have like fucking massive crazy downloads or they have all of this stuff come through for them. I've been doing it for a long time now. Sometimes I go in a session and I just get, you know, just a little something. It's always going to be different. So go into this with no expectations. What would you say to anybody who has never tried breathwork before? Because I clearly did not do a good enough <laughs> job to explain to him what to expect. What if somebody came into your world and they're like, oh, I see you're a money breathwork coach. Like what, what is that? What, what yeah. do you do? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, let's break it down like as if like someone had no idea. Well, what I simply put, I help you use the breath to break through a limiting belief, right? Like just like breaking it down to the core, like, and then I do that with with the 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 theme of money in business, right? That's why it's called money breathwork. Now, my 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 what do I call it? Technique is also unique in itself. It's not that money breathwork is technique is, is, is unique. It's my technique is unique and money breathwork uses it. Do you know what I'm saying? And so through this technique, I take you through a journey, a very intentional journey to get you from one place to the next, right? Like whatever that looks like. And, and, you know, in, in my group sessions or recorded sessions, that's, you know, something that I put out there and I create now in one-on-one -on -one sessions, we co-create it, co-create your journey. Like, where are you right now? And where do you want to go? And the different pieces that are essential to that. And so if someone came to me, I am always, even if, even if someone has breathed before um, on any of my free events, I always talk about the things that can come up in breath work. Like, and I'm like really, I've experienced them all. And so I can speak to you know, when your hands cramp up and they feel like you can't let them go or you're getting freezing cold or you're super dizzy or you're feeling like you want to scream and you're crying and laughing at the same time. Like that all happens. And so I really love to make sure that people are prepared for all of that or none of that. Because I, I also know people go into breathwork sessions like, okay, well, I've heard my best friend has done this and she has the biggest breakthroughs ever. And so they come in, like you said, with all those expectations of having that. And so I also say, hey, look, you could, like my first breathwork session that I actually breathed the entire time, like was the most incredible session I've ever had. And I wouldn't say I've had incredible sessions since then, but like it rocked my world in all the ways I had all the breakthroughs. It was incredible. And yet I also say it might not happen, right? But to trust that if you're feeling something, like I always say, like people are like, oh, I didn't have a breakthrough, but my body was tingling the entire time. And I'm like, well, that's a breakthrough. That's you just, your mind doesn't know what it is yet, right? Like it doesn't, you know, it hasn't connected the two. So going into breath work, knowing that you're safe and that these things can happen is paramount and that none of the things could happen and you're also safe. And that doesn't mean that it's not working, but that like, you know, just that you said, like, it can be different every single time. Like I have a, a vault of over 200 breathworks in our business expansion experience, all for different reasons. 
I'll offer different topics and, and intentions and all the things, and it's incredible. But you could go into one breathwork one day and have one experience. And then you go to the same breathwork the next day and have a completely different experience. I, I hosted a an event in you know a month or two ago called Shattered, and it's all about shattering your glass ceiling. And I wanted to play with this breathwork, so I breathed it every day for a week. And it was so much fun. I mean, like one day it was like the most mind-blowing, crazy session ever. And then the next day I was like grounded in it, right? The other one was like taking me off to the ethers. And the other one was like, no, we're good. We're just like calm. And so it was really fun seeing, because that that's a really powerful breath work. If you want to like, you really shatter that glass ceiling that's holding you back. Or for me, it was moving from that six-figure mark where I felt kind of stuck to multi-six figures. And so then I wanted to kick off the new year because I want to go to the million this year, right? And so I'm like, I'm shattering that. I don't want to get stuck at multi. I want to go all the way. And so it was such a cool experience. But going into that, knowing like every session can be different, even if you're listening to the same recording, it can be different is is paramount, right? And that you're safe. Safety is always like the biggest thing. Like you are safe. This is safe. Be supported, right? Like make sure because some people do it when they're sitting up. I recommend doing it when you're sitting up only if you've done it before and you can really know your body laying down is the most like if you're doing like a longer session, like I do shorter sessions that those are fine to sit, but just being supported and actually feeling the like the support of the ground beneath you is going to be really powerful too. So just, yeah, just knowing, knowing what can happen is really powerful already. Yeah. Well, and so I'll, I'll finish the story with what, you know, Scott experienced because, well, I have a podcast and if you date someone who has a podcast, you're probably going to yep. get mentioned in it. And I think it's such a profound share because it, what happened and what happened after the fact really is key. And I think I think this is like a, a safe space for me to get to share with you because you can give your insight or not at, at the end of sure. the story. But so I could tell there was apprehension that he was like kind of avoiding going. I had some friends that, it, you know, we've been dating three years now and he's never asked to go or volunteered to go or that I knew of took a session on online or did anything. And so finally, my friends, Corey and Jess, were doing an in-person oh, event. And I was like, this is so really, yeah. I was like, this seems really like inclusive and there'll probably be some new people. Like everyone's, it's like, it's like a class. Everyone's laying down. We all have eye masks. No one's looking at you. You'll get to experience it in person, but you don't have to like go do an, an individual session. I, I don't know why I thought it would be easier for him. So we go and I can just tell like there's some anxiety. I can tell he's a little bit on edge, like a little, like an hour or so before we leave. Now, this is a type A, highly competitive Virgo generator. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know what's coming through. I just give him some space. Anyways, we walk in, we get on the mat. They start, they're like 30 minutes late and not to shame on them. Like, I guess they were probably giving us networking time, but I'm so sensitive to other people's energy, like as a projector and as a two on the Enneagram, I'm always like, I can fix it. I'll take care of you. So needless to say, I did not have the best session, but I was able to kind of like peek over and see, you know, Corey came by a couple times and like checked on him. And I, I, I just could tell like he was getting what he needed or so I thought. And then at the end of it, they they encourage us to get up and like give a couple hugs to like connect with the people that were around us. There was a few really good shares at the end. One person was brand new and she was like, oh, that was so helpful. Like I was able to release a bunch of stuff that's been going on. And then another person was like a grown man. Also, he was like, you could hear him kind of crying. And he shared that was like amazing for him. And 
And I looked over at Scott and he was just like stone cold, like not even looking at me. And I was like, oh, I bet I'll hear about this in the car. Like, I was like, I hope it's something good. You know, I was like waiting for some juicy nuggets. Oh, hell no, that's not what happened. So we get our stuff. I do my hugs. I'm like, you don't have to hug anybody. But like he had a few people come say bye. He, he seemed all smiles. He seemed good. We walk out. And we're in downtown San Diego, like little Italy area. And there's a restaurant. And it's like 730 at night, almost eight o'clock. I'm like, do you want to get a glass of wine? Like, do you want to go like? And he's like, sure. And I was like, okay, good. He's fine. Otherwise, he would have been like, no, I want to go home, right? We go, we get a drink, and he doesn't say one word to me while we're sitting there. So we finish our drink, we leave, and as soon as the car comes back, because it was valeted, he he said something, and he goes, what's your problem? And I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, something happened. I was like, okay. But, you know, I'm also a girl and sensitive and extremely, like, you know, intuitive. And I'm like, I knew something was fucking wrong. So anyways, long story long. We get in the car. We get in the biggest fight of like our literal lives, like at home once we got home. And long story long, come to find out he had a lot of anger come up for him. And I share this whole story because I want anybody who experiences something that feels uncomfortable to know this too is also not like your hand cramping or not like you're getting like he literally had all this anger come up. And because A, he's competitive, he tried his very damnedest to like do the the, the the breath pattern really, really good and really fast and really hard or whatever the fuck he was doing over there. And then when the feelings came through, he tried to shove them down and block them. And when he couldn't do that, he got even more mad that he was getting mad. So it was like this whole cycle. So that's where he's like, you didn't tell me this could happen. And I was like, I literally am going to add that to the list of things that could happen. And so I want to share that because if feelings come through that you're not quite ready for, let them just flow through just like anything, right? Just like anything, you don't have to make sense of them in the moment. You don't have to make sense of like why or like let yourself either journal afterwards or yeah, exactly. Correct. But as an outside person who knows what this work can do, I already knew that he had this pent up in there. I already knew that he was struggling. He just couldn't articulate what was causing it. And it was a multitude of things. And so a couple days later, we had this very like juicy sit down conversation. And I was like, well, from your girlfriend's perspective, these are the reasons why you would be so angry. And he's like, well, that makes sense. And I'm like, well, yeah. 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 So sometimes we want to overcomplicate things when the simplicity of just breathing can allow for you to just acknowledge, become aware of, and then decide if you want to do something about it. You know, that's the beautiful gift of breathwork is it's always there for you to tune into. You don't need a facilitator to do it. Once you kind of learn, you can you can get people who have recordings like you do. You can get into programs. You can Google search shit. You can self-teach like there's so much power in just like advocating for yourself. But like, don't block things just because they feel uncomfortable. Like that's one of my favorite things right now moving into 24 is like lean into the discomfort because it's through that discomfort often that we find like our biggest breakthroughs mm-hmm. and then things that seem like a level 10 problem before now it's like a level two problem yeah. now it's things that don't, don't even face yes. you as much I love to say let the breath be a mirror right because things the breath in, in itself can be hard right meeting things in there can be hard and let it be a mirror of how you're going to show up in life when things get thrown at you, in business when things get thrown at you. Like you're like, and the more that you do this, you're regulated through it all. Like that's why I like, that's why breath work has helped me the most is because especially with money and, and growth and all that, like when I first had my first, you know, 25K month, I was completely dysregulated. And so I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle it and didn't know how to hold it. And so I, I, I didn't, right. Versus the times when I had this tool. Right. And so letting yourself 
let the breath be like sometimes it like your brain might not understand like you might feel all the things and you might like I like that first breathwork session I was raging like crazy rage and then I was like crying hysterically then I was laughing like I just and I was I mean I, luckily I was by myself I was in a room and I was watching a, a virtual so like that's helpful right and there, what could it have felt like if I was in a room with others who were also doing that? Because it could have been a completely amazing experience on its own as well. And so knowing, and I always say this, like, let two things, let what comes up, come up. Don't judge it. Don't try to push it. Let it, because that's how we actually move it through our bodies, right? Him trying to push it down keeps anger trapped, right? Versus like the breath was trying to be like, hey, look, I see all this stuff let's let it out. <laughs> like, I don't want it to be stuck here anymore. And then also, so like letting yourself feel the feelings. And then two, if your body wants to move, do it. Like we were just talking about it in a session this morning where like a couple of my clients were doing core work during like one was doing Pilates, one was doing something else. And I was like, yeah, because your core was like wanting to be strengthened so that it could hold you up in your bigness, you know? And so like all these little pieces that your body is trying to send you a message, like follow them. Like you might not understand. I've gotten up to do squats before because like my legs were like, I'm not strong enough to help hold how big you want to be. So let's get stronger. Like that was the message. My body was like, okay, you want to be big? Let's get strong, get up and do some squats. Now, did my brain understand all that? No, all I did was, hey, I feel like doing squats right now. So I'm going to do some squats later, like probably a couple of days later, usually while I'm teaching, I'm like, oh, that's why I did squats, right? When we're like putting all the things together, just like your beautiful conversation a few days later, that happens a lot with breath work where like, you don't know what happened. You're maybe angry about it or you're maybe like, oh, that was cool. But then three days later, you're like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Right. And a lot of people are like, was that the breath work or is that just, I'm like, yeah, it was the breath work. <laughs> That's like, yeah, that's yep, where it came from. Yep, it was the breath work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. No, after that like experience together, we have never been like more connected and stronger. And who knows if he'll ever decide to do it again. He said he would be open to it, but I'm also not going to be the one to suggest that. I'm like, you can figure that out on your own, but you're always invited. But it was interesting because I think just the acknowledgement of like yes. feelings, especially helped men. Just, it helped our relationship. Yeah, it helped our relationship so much. And, you know, I love that there was that curiosity to see, like, what is she up to? I mean, I got an ice bath, cold plunging in the backyard now. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Guys, if you love this episode, if you had some aha moments or takeaways, or if you want to share your breathwork experience with us, just reach out, shoot us a DM. If there was any ahas that you got from this episode, if you were like, yeah, I totally understand, or oh my God, I have no idea. I need to know more reach out, hit us up in the DM, share us on social media, let us know what the takeaways were. If you have somebody you want to try breath work with, or if you have somebody you think could benefit from listening to this, who you know needs to get a little more support in their life, send them this episode. It always means the world when you help us share these podcast episodes because it's how I can help impact more people. But again, if you love this and you got anything out of it and your girls love some validation, we are human and we love to know that we are helping move the needle in your life. I am true. Truth teller. Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on Unscripted, the podcast. I love your energy and I can't wait to see how big you get in 2024. I know to the moon, to the millions. You guys we will see you on the next episode of Unscripted. Which one of your girls needs to hear this one? Send this to someone who could use a smile, some encouragement, and a little love from this edgy podcast host. Much thanks and all the love.